You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com, where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Okay, I think we should be good to go on what I'm sure will be an absolutely up-to-date and totally current edition of the A Foreign Affair podcast. Welcome everyone to episode 222 of the AFA pod. I am Edward Green, Uh, not joined live as always by McCall and Crime, Wes Bradshaw, uh, Wes Bradshaw will be joining us with a very special edition of Anfield Corner later on in the pod when uh, he gives his Premier League picks for the upcoming season. He'll be running through the relegation zone as well as his top six for the season. Um, beyond that, uh, we do have news and notes that I will be running through. I will, of course, also be giving my picks for the season. Uh, we'll also do a very quick watch four um, because, yeah, Premier League's back. Literally, from when I'm recording this, uh, in 48 hours, uh, United will have already lost to Leicester. Ha ha, gotcha, Josie, I gotcha again. Um, yeah, Friday night football is when it starts, so we'll go through the schedule as well. Um, beyond that, uh, the reason I say this will be a completely up-to-date one, tongue-in-cheek, is because uh, tomorrow, Thursday, when from when I'm recording this, is deadline day. So I'm sure a lot of crap's going to happen tomorrow after I've already recorded this. Sorry. Like, it's not great, but, you know, maybe next year the Premier League will have their deadline day on a Wednesday. That would be awesome, actually. Um, So, unfortunately, I'm sure there will be big moves that happen on Thursday that, unfortunately, we will not get to. Um, I'm sure if they are big enough, we will get to them next week, um, but we will not uh, have them this week. So with that, uh, I, of course, have to mention that we are presented by NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. We never stop. Um, With that out of the way, let's get right to it and move and hit up your schedule for your first week of Premier League action for the 2018-19 season. Uh, the action all starts at 3 o'clock Eastern time this Friday with Josie Mourinho's men taking on Leicester City at Old Trafford. Uh, the embattled manager of Manchester United in his third season, third-year jinx, um, will be looking to see if he can reverse the trend as long as you know Paul Pogba's still there, which as of right now he is and not at Barcelona. Um, expect that might be a Philip Coutinho situation where he goes. If he leaves at all, it might be in the uh, the winter period. Because again, uh, the Premier League, unlike other uh, competitions on the continent, has closed their transfer window at the beginning of the season. 
whereas the rest of the continent will have until the month. So technically what they United could do is they could, I believe, sell Pogba to Barcelona by the end of the month. Um, I have a feeling they wouldn't do that when they can't get anything returned in the, that time period. So we shall see, though. But that is your Friday game again, 3 o'clock uh, from Old Trafford. Then... Saturday, six matches for you, starting at 7.30. It's Newcastle taking on Tottenham at St. James Park. I believe that is a replay of last season's opener for these two teams. At 10 a.m., you have a choice of four matches, including Watford versus Brighton and Hove, newly promoted Fulham versus Crystal Palace, uh, Huddersfield versus Chelsea, with new look uh, boss there, uh, manager Sari over at Chelsea, as well as some other news that we'll get to later. Uh, Bournemouth takes on Cardiff at the Vitality Cardiff coming up this season. And then the third promoted team uh, gets the 12:30 slot when they take on Everton uh, in their first match back up in the Premier League. On Sunday, the final set of Week 1 matches uh, feature Liverpool taking on West Ham at 8.30, as well as Southampton facing off uh, Europa-bound right now, Burnley, and then at 11, a big one match of the week, obviously, to start the season off uh, is the final match of the week, 11 a.m. on Sunday, Arsenal versus Manchester City at the Emirates. Uh, Pep it will be there, the defending champions in Manchester City versus new, question mark, look, Arsenal, uh, obviously, though, with their new man in charge, Unai Emery, coming over from PSG, uh, taking over for Arsene Wenger. Uh, no more arson out at Arsenal, but maybe someone else out. We have Arsenal news coming up later that I just, I'm so sad West Bradshaw doesn't get to talk to me about. Um, but that is your schedule. Now I will be giving my picks. Uh, these are my picks for the bottom four as well as the top six of this Premier League season. We are going to start at the bottom of your heart, the relegation zone. Oh, Arctic Monkeys. I'm so glad I don't have to pay royalties. Um, so, starting at the bottom. Now we're here. 17th place. Uh, I'm going to go with Watford. I, I've been a little leery of all they've done in the transfer market. I'm a little weary of their... <laughs> weary. Weary. I promised you that was unintentional. A little weary of their organization. Uh, I believe that it is, it is very dysfunctional. They can't seem to hold on to a manager for more than a couple months. It's worked so far. I think the Premier League has just continued to get tougher, though. And since I haven't seen marked improvement from Watford in the offseason, I think they're going to start falling. There is a chance they could end up near the bottom. I think they're going to finish 17th. I do think they're going to stay up because I think the three teams below them are just worse. But I think Watford could be in a little bit of trouble. Uh, in 18th, I actually have Brighton. Uh, Brighton and Hove. Um, I wasn't really impressed. I'm actually going to pull up uh, to make sure I, I'm thinking of the right team. I'm actually going to pull up their uh, transfer marked, uh, tra uh, what they've done in the offseason here. Um, so we're just going to go to Brighton here, who just finished just below Watford in last year's table. Um, so real quick, a look at Brighton Hove and what they've brought in and what has gone out. Um so a lot has come in, not that much maybe to get excited about. Um, their biggest uh, signing over the, the summer 
was Alriza Jakenbakash from AZ Alkmaar in the Eredivisie. Very spotty region. Uh, people have come from there. Um, Bernardo coming over from Le Leipzig. Uh, okay. So just there wasn't a whole lot great about them last year, and they don't seem to have gotten a whole lot better. So I can't I, I think this is the year they drop back down. Again, a lot of good teams in the Premier League this year, I think. So so Brian and Nova, unfortunately, I think are gonna be one to drop. I have them in 18th place. Uh, in 19th place, I have Huddersfield. Uh, they they really skated by last year with a lot of very close games. Uh, they pulled off a few upsets. I don't think they can keep relying on that this year. Uh, and I do think uh, Huddersfield will be heading back down along with Brighton as two and outs uh, in the Premier League. And then in last place, I have Cardiff. Uh, Cardiff, uh, not a team that has inspired much uh, from their time in the championship. Uh, Neil Warnock, not exactly known for playing an exciting uh, brand of football. Not a whole lot of splashing of, of the transfer market. Yeah. Cardiff's going to have to do a lot to impress me early. Um, I, I think they I think they could be a one and right back down to the championship. Um, also, I do have my eye on Southampton. Don't love them. I, I, I just, I, I think they have enough to stay up. But they could be also like Watford. Uh, where they could, I mean, they, they barely missed relegation last year, and I think they're going to stay in that bottom part. Um, if, if one of the, the new, the, those teams, either maybe Brighton or Huddersfield, do still have a little bit of magic to them, Southampton might be taking their place, or Watford, obviously. Um, so that's, for them, that's the bottom. Now for the top, in sixth place, I am going to go with Manchester United, uh, Nothing looks settled there. I don't think they got appreciably better in the transfer market. Fred, woo. Um, maybe they'll hold on to Pogba. There's just not a lot to get excited about at United right now. I, I think they just still have enough talent to not fall out of the top six. Uh, like uh, Chelsea did a couple years ago. Again, in Mourinho's third season with them. I don't think it's going to be that bad, but I don't think it's going to be very good either. So I'm going to put United 6th. I'm going to put Arsenal 5th. And I wavered on these a lot. And I know Wes Bradshaw, when he talks in Anfield Corner, he also wavered a lot on these this this four five six area. Um, Sadko Lasinec uh, is going to be out for the first 8 to 10 weeks of the season. They, you know, with... Um, Striker from Borussia Dortmund, who we talked about uh, last week, uh, who came over in midseason, who um, uh, Aubameyang, uh, with him, maybe he gets going under Emery. We'll see. Maybe the defense will be better than it was under Wenger. Again, we'll see. Uh, I think there's just a lot of question marks up with Arsenal. I think they're going to be better than they were last year. But I don't think they're better than any of the four teams I'm putting above them. Now, that could change with Chelsea, and maybe some of that has actually changed already. But I already locked them in. I'm going to go with Arsenal fifth, and I'm going to go with Chelsea fourth. Again, that was, a, that was with Courtois still there. Um, 
we'll get to that in news and notes. I think Sari's going to play a very exciting brand of football. I think Ed Nazard might really thrive in that. Again, if he stays. Um, so I, I think Chelsea could be fine. I, I think their defense has a lot to be desired. And I think that's what's going to end up costing them in the long run. Um, but I, I think they're still just a little better than Arsenal. Again, they might finish sixth. I don't know. Um, but that's where I'm sliding Chelsea right now. I'm sliding Chelsea in fourth. Um, in third place, I'm putting Tottenham. I, I think everybody in the world is putting Tottenham in third right now because they're, they're, they haven't, especially in the transfer market where they've made no signings, they haven't jumped up into that top, top echelon of the next two teams, but they also haven't taken any steps back to where they would be in that four, five, six category. Um, you got to think they're, they're another year on. They just keep growing. They're still a super young team, but they're getting more mature. Um, they'll have to deal with a lot of that World Cup hangover maybe uh, with almost half their team playing very deep into the World Cup. Um, and again, they, they haven't made any moves in the transfer market yet, but hopefully having a guy like Harry Winks healthy all year, if he can stay healthy, uh, uh, Lucas Mora, who came in in January, who now has a lot of training under Poch, and uh, he had a very good International Champions Cup, for whatever that's worth. Um, so we'll see if he, he can become an addition that basically played very little part in Tottenham's campaign last uh, year. We'll see if um, he can play a big role this year. So th- there are some pieces that can come up. And if they do hang on to Danny Rose and Toby Alderweireld, I-, I don't think there's any reason... Barring injuries or just gross regression um, from this team, I don't see how they're not third. Um, if they do make a couple big signings right at the deadline and those work out, maybe they even challenge in that top two echelon. Um, but again, a barring injury, I don't see how they're any worse than third. They're they're better than the three teams below them. And if they play like if if everything goes to form, Tottenham will be third. Um, so in second, sorry, Wes, I'm putting Liverpool. Um, they spent big on a goalkeeper, which was obviously their biggest need going into the season after the way last season ended in the Champions League. It's very hard for me to see how they're that much better than Cito. And the, here's, the, here's the weird thing. They were obviously better than City last year when they played each other. I don't know that City wasn't the way better team overall. Like I, that's over the course of the entire Premier League season, City was a better team by a good twenty-five points or more. Did Liverpool get better enough, and is City gonna regress enough to bridge that gap? I don't know. And that's the problem. I don't think City's going to score 100 points this year. But I do think they're still going to be very, very, very good. That said, Liverpool is probably one of the only teams in this league that I can see taking six points off City this season. Um, But that doesn't mean I think they're going to win the league. I think right now they're clearly the second best team. And I think they have the talent maybe to challenge for that number one. Now, what can happen with City is we have seen, and by the way, City is my pick to win it all again. 
there has been a problem with Premier League teams the year after they win a title. We have seen that the last couple seasons. There is a regression. And obviously, when you set a Premier League points record as high a level as City was, there is bound to be some sort of regression. And that's... So how much is that regression worth? Is it worth 15 points? So that puts them at 85 points for the season. Can Liverpool get to 86? Maybe. They might be able to. I mean, Tottenham got to, I think it was 88 two years ago, uh, the year Chelsea won. And that Liverpool, this Liverpool team is about as good as that Spurs team. I still wonder a little bit about Liverpool's depth, too. I think City are a little deeper, and I think that's what's going to do it. I think Liverpool, again, has a chance to go farther in every tournament they care about than City. Again, care about, that means they're probably not going to care too much about the League Cup. But, like, can I see another deep run for Liverpool in the Champions League over City? Absolutely. But I don't think they have enough. Like, they're, they're so close. I think, I think we actually have a Premier League title race this season. I don't think City's just going to run away with it again. I think we're going to have a race, but I think City's going to win it again. So those are my top six picks. Now for a little bit of news and notes. Real quick, we're going to run through these. Uh, German Max Meyer joins Crystal Palace. Uh, he's coming over. He's moving um, uh, from Germany. Uh, not a great time at Schalke. Um, he played well, but there, there were some attitude issues. And there, there was a couple issues going on. So Palace uh, is going to get Max Meyer. Uh, Alfie Mawson is coming over from Swansea to Fulham. An, I think another good piece of business by Fulham. And there's a reason I did not put them in my bottom four. Uh, I think I think Fulham's going to be pretty damn decent this season. I think, I think they can challenge for a top 10 spot. We'll see. But I think Fulham's really good. Um, Leicester also making a move. Uh, Rashid Ghazal coming over from Monaco. Woohoo. Um, Wolves making another big name signing with Adama Traore uh, coming over from Middlesbrough on a $23 million deal. Um, Wolves have done so much this season, and Traore was one of the bright spots attacking-wise of that Middlesbrough team when they were up in the Premier League. Big move for Wolves. I, again, uh, I, I, this is another team... I think not only will they compete for the top 10, I think they just might be in the top 10 when all is said and done, which is crazy. Um, Burnley made a big move. Uh, they lost their um, starting goalie in, in the uh, in Europa League matchup, which they won. Um, so they, they had to make a move. They're bringing in crazy Joe Hart. Uh, so Joe Hart's going to come on in and uh, try to help out Burnley. Um, and obviously they're going to need a lot of help. Again, they're in Europa. We'll see if they make the group stage. Still have quite a few legs to get through. Um, and then, obviously, you know, being that high up, can they repeat that magic this year? Always so tough for young clubs, to, or for smaller, quote-unquote, clubs to do. So Joe Hart bringing that veteran presence to Burnley. Uh, don't usually see trades, but Newcastle and West Brom pretty much did a trade. Uh, Solomon Rondon is heading from West Brom over to Newcastle. Uh, in return, Newcastle is getting Dwight Gale, um, or sorry, West Brom is getting Dwight Gale from Newcastle. Um, and then the 
biggest deal, obviously, and this just happened a couple hours ago. Um, Tibor Courtois is leaving Chelsea for Real Madrid. That is a permanent transfer. In return, Chelsea are getting Real's Mateo Kovacic, um, who we saw in the World Cup playing for Croatia and obviously a little bit with Real Madrid. That is only a season-long loan. I actually do not know if there's an option to buy. Um, but the, 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 So the Courtois deal is permanent. The Kovacic deal is a year-long loan. We'll see uh, how good this is. Um, and now, of course, um, this was this was a big move for Chelsea. You know, just just to bring in another talented player. I don't know um, how much he can bring, and we do know that sometimes players don't take to the Premier League well. Uh, of course, uh, in his time at Real Madrid, Kovacic only scored one goal in 73 appearances. Eh. So, now granted, he was a more sort of midfielder and sometimes deep-line midfielder, but um, you usually expect a little bit more um, as someone who can also come up in the attack. So we'll see how Chelsea can make use of him. Um there, there has been other news, though, uh, with Chelsea. It looks like they are getting ready to uh, break the bank uh, and set a new um, goal-keeping re uh, record for goalkeepers. They are trying to bring in um, a Spanish goalkeeper, um, Kepa. I need to really work on this. Kepa. Oh, no. No telegraph. Kepa Arizabalaga. Arizabalaga. Sure. Um, it looks like it's going to be a 71 million pound fee. Uh, the keeper from Athletic Bilbao. Don't know much about him. We'll see. I, I think nearly anything is a downgrade from Courtois. So, a lot of, lot of changes happening at Chelsea. We'll see how many of them work. Um, so that is all, uh, just about all for news and notes. However, a little bit of Arsenal news. Stan Kroenke, the man every Arsenal fan loves, is looking to do a takeover bid and get complete control. He's right now the majority shareholder of the club, but he is looking to get 100% control. Uh, this coming out of Bleacher Reports, Christopher Simpson. Um... They are. He's looking to pay uh, to get the rest of the, the stakes in the club and also kind of knock out the uh, Arsenal Football Club Supporters Trust group, which are not very happy. They actually set up a response to the takeover news. Um, quote, this deal marks a dreadful day for Arsenal Football Club. Stan Kroenke taking the club private will see the end of supporters owning shares in Arsenal and their role upholding custodianship values. By taking the club private, Stan Kroenke will be able to implement the following detrimental actions. Pay management fees and dividends without any check or balance. No annual general meeting to hold the board to account. Remove the independent directors. Place debt onto Arsenal to support his other business interests. <sighs> yikes. Just yikes. 
Stan Kroenke, kind of an asshole. Not great. Good luck. So we'll see if that does end up going through and how that works out for Arsenal and their fans. Um, so that's going to do it for news and notes. Uh, we can quickly hit the watch for what have I been watching in the week that was or the week that will be. Um, really, I've just been catching up a little bit on the uh, the old Persona 5, the animation, um, the, the anime adaptation of the video game Persona 5, because um, obviously I cannot play it. So really good so far. Really enjoyed about halfway through. Um, I still have a bunch of episodes to catch up on as we're nearing the end of the season. But um, yeah, really, really enjoy it. Really, I, I, I very much like the uh, the Persona anime adaptations. They've been really nice for people who aren't able to play the game. So very, very cool stuff there. Um, also going back through The Good Place on NBC. Um, really enjoying that. Can't wait for season two of that to be out on Netflix. So that is my watch for. And with that, let's throw it over to Wes Bradshaw for this edition of Anfield Corner. What's up, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Anfield Quarter. I'm Wes Bradshaw, coming to you not in the early morning hours, but actually in the afternoon hours on the way to the workplace. I wanted to go ahead and get this in because this is my Premier League predictions for the 2018-2019 season. Ed Green has sent me his. You guys have probably, I'm believing the way Ed's edited here, already heard his. So you know where his mind is. Now it's time to get into my mind. The mind of Wes Pratchett. So, without further ado, guys, here we go. I'm going to start at the bottom of the Premier League because, yeah, hey, that's what we do. The relegation zone in your heart, in your soul, and back to the championship next year for some of these teams. So let's take a look at it. I am going to, I'm going to, well, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you guys my first team, my last team to avoid relegation, and then my bottom three. My last team to avoid relegation, I believe there's just been so much damn turnover there, but I think they've still got enough just to hold on, and that's going to be Watford. I think Watford is going to be the survivor this year. I think that's your number 17 team in the Premier League. You know, they sold Richarlison, but we haven't really seen them do much to help replace Richarlison. Uh, still not a big fan of the managerial spot. I thought they had a good one, and then they got rid of him. So I think Watford is going to survive, but Watford are going to leave a lot of question marks. A lot of question marks going into maybe next season. We'll see what happens. I think Watford's going to survive another season of Sir Elton John in the stands. All right, your bottom three. This is just my order. I've got them going down. Doesn't mean one or two couldn't flip in here somewhere. Bottom of the heap. I think it's going to be Cardiff City. Uh, Neil Warnock's guys back up this season, but they just haven't seen where they've improved this squad enough where other teams in this league have improved themselves. I don't know if Cardiff have gotten good enough to get in and up and over the hump and be able to stay for another season. Oh, number 19. They were the darlings of last season's Premier League. They found a way to stay up. But unfortunately, I do believe it's Alvin Wagner. Jurgen Klopp's bestie is BFF. 
this bro. I believe uh, Wagner and Huddersfield just are not going to be able to find the goals this season. Last year, they survived because they got some early season points, and they were able to hold it on to the end this season. I don't think they're going to get those points because I don't think anybody's going to be sleeping on Huddersfield this season. I mean, Huddersfield is heading back to the championship. Magnificent job just to make it for two seasons. I think Huddersfield are going to be on the way back down. And now 17, the last team to go down. Who, oh, who could it be? It might make you shake your head a little bit. I think this is the year Southampton's going down. Sold their best player, Arnautovic. Almost went down last season. And I don't think they've gotten any better. In fact, I think they've gotten worse. You know, all the money that has been pumped into Southampton on transfers, especially by Liverpool, most of all. Uh, but, you know, they've had million, hundreds of millions of pounds put into that. It's just like they keep playing this game where all they want to do is just, you know, all we're going to do is just try to stay up another year. We're going to try to get cute and buy these guys. I think they had a run where their sky department did a fantastic job just not sustaining it. I think Southampton's going down. Now, they could be a quick bounce-back team, but I think Southampton are going to be your other team down this year. So, your three relegation teams, Southampton, Huddersfield, and Cardiff City. And now, let's go. Uh, I'm going to give you real quick my, my stunners for the year. My surprises, my teams I think are going to finish a lot higher than a lot of people think. Uh, one of them, I mean, a couple of these are actually kind of sexy picks to finish high, but I've got to go with them. Wolves. I think Wolves are a fantastic team. I think Wolves could have easily stayed up in the Premier League last year. I think they had a good enough squad a year ago to be mid-table in the Premier League, and they have done really nice work here in the offseason. Uh, their Portuguese connection continues. They held on to their best players. Um, uh, Ruben Nevis being the main man, they held on to him uh, maybe for another season. I think Wolves are a top-10 finish. I think Wolves are going to push. I think both these teams are going to pick are going to push for Europe for Europa spots next year. Wolves, I think they're going to be really good. They're going to be really dangerous this year. And the other one, <laughs> we've given them so much grief and shtick on this show over the years, but I think they finally done something right. They finally got a good manager, West Ham. I think West Ham are going to make a push for Europa this year. I could see them finishing as high as seventh. I could see them maybe taking the Burnley spot. Uh, West Ham have signed well. Now, part of this is going to be can those guys come around and can they gel quickly and play together? I think they've signed well. I think Mauricio Pochettino. Uh, oh, God, not Pochettino. Um, oh, God, I forgot the damn name. The dude who used to be at Man City. Pellegrino. Pellegrino. Jesus, I think I'm getting all right. <laughs> West Ham hired well. They've signed well. <clears throat> I think West Ham's going to be a team that's going to give some people some problems. Um, Everton, <laughs> a surprise. I, I'm going to put Everton as a surprise to maybe fall. Everton have, they overpaid for Richarlison. Okay, that's good. I think they got the manager they wanted. But I still don't know if this Everton squad is any better than they were last year. They've had a really tough time getting in transfers. Had a really big problem with that. Um, so I don't know. Everton could Everton could drop a spot or two. That said, you know they. I think there are just going to be some teams that get better this year. I don't know if Everton really got better. 
All right, folks, on to the top six. Here's my thing. I think both Ed and I both had three nailed on teams in the top three. And then four through six is kind of the crapshoot of, you know, who wants to be good on the day. Uh, my top three, I'll give you the order in a, at the end here. My top three is going to be some order of uh, Tottenham, Liverpool, Man City. So that leaves the other three. My number six, I'm, I'm calling for the meltdown. I think we're going to have a... Uh, we're going to have a firing at Old Trafford this year. And this this is so 50-50. She never know what Mourinho's going to do. I think Mourinho's going to have a meltdown this year. United are finishing sixth. Mourinho's gone by Christmas. I think they'll be able to steady enough to finish sixth. But it's not going to be an easy year at all or a happy year at Old Trafford. <clears throat> uh, my fifth place team, Chelsea Football Club. Mauricio Sarri is in. I think Sarri is a good manager. I think Sarri's going to need a season and then another transfer window to get the team he wants and to start getting the players he wants. Uh, there is talk y'all know Black could come in. That could flip maybe that 4-5 spot if they can get Oblak. But I think Chelsea finishes at 5. And what does that mean? Oh, my God, that means Arsenal back in the top four. Unai Emery has quietly come in, gotten players he wants. He's, they're not going to be a juggernaut, but I just think with the issues at 5 and 6, Arsenal could just be good enough to pull out number 4 this year and finish 4th. They're going to need a lot of uh, input from their best player, Mesut Ozil, of course. And by input, I mean he's going to need to be injured and miss some time. So that leaves your top three. Okay, so Arsenal four, getting that last Champions League spot. Chelsea five, United six. Number three, Tottenham. And I think that's kind of where a lot of people are nailing Tottenham on. Tottenham Tottenham have kind of gotten some grief this summer for not signing a lot of players. I, may, I still don't think at this time they might not sign anyone. But what people fail to take notice of is this is a Tottenham team that they've just gotten older now. And they were the youngest team in the league a year ago. They've just gotten older. They've gotten more mature. I think they could be a better team this year. And, you know, finishing that number three spot again, that's not going to be a failure. I also want to see Tottenham maybe make a, a deeper European run this year. And, of course, that always comes down to the the draw in Europe. Yeah, I'm losing my voice. Sorry, that's good. i got to talk for 12 hours. All right, folks, here we go. <clears throat> number two and number one. I've gone back and forth long and hard on this. There is what my brain tells me, but then there's what my heart tells me. And folks, you know me. I live with my heart on my sleeve. And what the hell? It's not like I'm losing my job if I get this wrong. So what the hell? What the hell is my offer? And my runner-up for the Premier League is going to be Manchester City, which means for the first time in 28 years... It's coming back where it belongs. The Premier League Championship for the first time ever will reside at Anfield. It's going to be Klopp. It's going to be Allison Becker, who's going to make a massive difference. Nabi Keita, who's about to become the best midfielder in the Premier League. Oh, it's going to be Zerdan Shakiri coming off the bench and providing the spark that I've been looking for for so long. And it's going to be that front three, that sweet, sweet front three. Folks, glory, glory, Liverpool. The Reds are going to win it. 
Uh, City and Liverpool could be an epic run up to the Premier League Championship this year. I'm, I'm hoping it's that epic run, and I hope it's because both of them are just winning and just winning and winning. Whew. All right, folks. I may have prematurely blown my load, but anyway, there we go. So, your top six, six to one, United, Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham, Man City, and the mighty Reds of Liverpool. It's been a fun infield corner. No so raw this week. I haven't watched a single lick of wrestling yet. Um, so, Ed, back to you, my friend. Thank you so much, Wes Bradshaw. Oh, what a wonderful infield corner that was. Um, so those are Wes Bradshaw's picks for this season. We'll see how well we do. 38 weeks of Premier League action coming at you for the 2018-19 season. And again, it all starts this Friday, 3 o'clock Eastern, with Manchester United hosting Leicester. So that's going to do it. Again, no deadline day special for us because it was hard enough getting this podcast together with our hours anyway. So eh, enjoy. We'll be back live next week. Next week we'll be live, and uh, we'll go over all of week uh, match week one, any more transfers that happen between now and then, and um, a bunch of other stuff. So one more time, I want to give it up to NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. We never stop. You can find them on Twitter. You can also find us on Twitter as a collective. We are at AFA Pod. Um, excuse me. I am at Edward Green. He's at West Bradshaw 21. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube via our parent show, The All New Sports Show. Uh, you can also email us at that address, allnewsportsshow at gmail.com. Lastly, I'd like to give a shout to our podcast providers, including podbean.com, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, Google Play Music, and the iTunes Music Store. So once again, we'll be back next week to recap all the craziness that is sure to happen in week one of the Premier League. Um, until then... Ladies and gentlemen, I am Edward Green. For my calling crime, Wes Bradshaw, stay safe. And please, now that it's back, enjoy the football. Good night, Rebecca Lowe. Can't wait to see you this weekend. Not literally. I mean, I'm not going like, to go to England where they'll be on location. But, you know, on my team. You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop.